Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. When it comes to death, the reason for death is often asked. Therefore, this week, we will talk about murder issues. We also have a special guest today to discuss with us her thoughts on murder issues. So, there is this book called Aggression and Violent Behavior, and this book is made to understand murders. So, the basic conclusion of this book is that the common quality of murderers are autism spectrum disorder and head injury Mm -hmm. okay right so from this book uh, the researchers found out that these murderers they're unable to connect with the society and somehow the way they talk is more like monotone with like no emotions within the like the way they talk um and there was this person called adam lanza the researchers found out that this person at like around 10 years old started to have issues like anxiety, problems with uh, social interactions, insomnia, can't really focus, and like problems with learning. So this is just one example of the research they did on the people. And like basically, I said that their conclusion was autism and head injury, right? Right. So like it, it has to do with something like about their... Uh, nerve system Mm -hmm. um like they aren't like uh they have some issues with that so within this research they took the murders that started killing people like the cases that went all the way back to 1985 and they did this research on 239 people and there was a high proportion of people that had autism and another high portion had like injury to their head and the other people, they have had past exper- bad experiences, like traumas, like being raped or stuff like that. And it has caused them to be, they tend to have murder tendency. Uh-huh. Okay, so this book said that we should help these people as soon as these problems are found. Uh, like autism, we should like help them and um, give them the attention they need but i'm not saying that all autism people are like this so it is very important that people know that autistic people are not harmful a lot of them are actually very harmless they're very good at following the laws and rules so but they're they're just more sensitive than normal people so this book said that autism are more likely to kill people because they're more sensitive and easily triggered. So like little objects or little sounds could make them think of past traumas and cause them to do more violent things. Oh, okay. Right. Another thing about like murdering is that other research has shown that actually that there are no ways of act- uh, predicting if someone is capable of committing murder which I think totally makes sense. Like we shouldn't just be putting people with autism and head injury like into the box of murder, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. Like, you cannot just say people with autism is going to murder. That is, like, insane. Right, right. Um, But the book only said that because that was their research result. Oh, um, but it's, like, I think maybe it's more somewhere, like, oh, well, like, it's one way, right? Like, people who murder others has a high chance of um, having autism. Right, you can't say it the other way around. Yeah, like, people with autism doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to murder people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, like, very logical. Right. So, uh, science says that there's no telltale signs to see if a person is going to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. So, here's this question that comes into mind. Then, like, if we're incapable of knowing what others are capable of, do we know what we could potentially do wow this is getting more philosophical than i thought it's gonna be i know i know but i thought that this was an interesting fact because i have thought of this question before (laughs) okay so the article says that you know most of us has have actually thought of about committing murder so i personally have thought of committing murder it's not like i am going to do it it's just a thought that run uh, that comes into my mind. Right, I get it. It's just like how you look at somebody you don't like and just like, oh, <laughs> I want to kill them. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, things like that. not serious, but it's just like a thought. Uh-huh. Like, and research has shown that most of us have thought of killing someone. So this person called David Buss, he said uh, he's a professor of psychology at the University of Texas, Austin. So he surveyed 5,000 people uh, for his book called The Murderer Next Door, Why the Mind is Designed to Kill. So he found that 90% of the men and 84% of the men have thought of killing someone, mm-hmm. which I think it's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's actually that we are biologically dis- predisposed to violence in certain situations. So like we all have a... There's this person called Douglas Fields. He's a neuroscientist and the author of the book, Why We Snap. So uh, he said that we all have the capacity for violence because in certain situations, it's necessary for our survival. You don't need to be taught defensive aggression because it is a life-saving behavior that's unfortunately sometimes required. So I feel like it's totally normal because, uh, yeah, some I guess not in the modern world but like the past humans they have had experience with you know super dangerous situations that the only way we could save ourselves is to kill people wait i do have another thought here though mm-hmm. um so again from our international affairs class we actually talked about how violence doesn't you know equals to aggression mm-hmm. like it is two different things and there's like um, instrumental violence, which is using violence to do something that you want to do. Say, you rob a bank, not because you're, you know, born to be violent, but because you want money. Oh, mm-hmm. So I guess this is just like another thought here. Like we are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are aggressive. Like human are born to be aggressive, but. Not necessarily violent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. Humans are aggressive, but I guess some people are just, you know, 
softer than others. So definitely um, to deal with those people that, you know, have over like too much aggression. Um, Douglas Fields said that we should that people should be, you know, helping these mostly middle and high school students because they're still at their young age and they could be easily triggered by small things and trauma could still be happening around them. Um, so like they should be educated and they should be helped by others. He says, you can use the biology to help a teenager understand specifically why they're angry and that it's a misfire. So there's no advantage in an aggressive response. So what he's saying here is that, you know, middle school and high school students, they're going through this phase of teenage years. So like sometimes it's hard to control their anger and, you know, their life might not be as smooth as other people. So it is important that they're taught to handle their anger uh-huh. and not, you know, hold it in or like hold it in and do something violent in the future oh like you just hold it in for like a long time and one day it, it like explodes yeah it's like those um people who get bullied at a young age and then like they finally have the ability to own a gun that they go to school and do a shooting like mm. we want to prevent that right but like some of the people that don't actually do murder is because of societal pressures like cultural norms or like legal guidelines like the laws even though our biological impulses to murder is very strong we still don't do it because we're controlled by you know these laws and rules Mm -hmm. um so like what i'm thinking right now is people cannot really prevent others from having thought about like murders because Mm -hmm. humans are just we're murderers (laughs) Not like seriously <laughs> weird murderers. <laughs> that sounds bad, but um, we think about it and we are, you know, aggressive. Um, I guess what it is saying here is that um, we like the society should try to control these thoughts and mm-hmm. like not make them come true. Mm-hmm. Or like if we can deal with these thoughts before they become real actions, then. We can prevent murders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like the book title you said, like "Why We Snap," mm-hmm. I think it really explains the situation here. It's because somebody snapped, and you know something just pushed them over the board. Like people with autism, and if they are triggered, then they could do something unimaginable. And if anyone mm-hmm. is triggered, I think you know it could really cause them to commit the crime. Right. Right. So after the break, we're going to invite our guest into this episode from your Monday Mail podcast. Welcome back. Here is our interview with Ahana from Your Monday Mail. Let's start off with your podcast intro. You could just uh, read your descriptions or, yeah, how would you introduce your podcast? 
Um, hi everyone, my name is Afana and I'm the host of your Monday Mail podcast. Um, on my podcast, I talk about personal stories, experiences, advice, and I also talk about social issues. And I upload new podcast episodes every Monday. Okay, great. So uh, this season, we're just talking about death and some murder issues for this episode specifically. Um, do you have any opinion on murder issues? I mean, as much as I am against unlawful killing, which is pretty much always, I think it's necessary to understand the background of the killer. Um, not that any excuse can be justified. It's just that it's always helpful to gain insight on the psychology of the killer and what probes them to commit such acts and also their relationship with the victim. Honestly, it's I believe that it's a very thin path to tread on. Right. Right. I do think um, the points that you brought up are very valid and, like, very important points mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that sometimes people just, like, overlook and not really paying attention to. Like, you said the murderer's relationship with the people being killed. Okay, so... The next question is, what do you think that the governments should do to prevent, like, these murderers from committing the crime? Um, honestly, the government does not realistically have control over an individual a- individual's actions. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that the government can take necessary steps to include child safety policies in to ensure mental stability in schools from a young age to prevent such aggression from growing in the future because a lot of the times it also stems from, as I said before, childhood phases and incidents. And in the end, it also comes down to one's morals and values, right? But I also believe like the government can take actions by providing mental health services for the people with this kind of pent-up frustration to talk about their problems instead of just directly act upon them. So wait, is there anything that they're doing right now? I mean, we do have a lot of mental health services. The government government provided um, mental health services, but I still believe we are quite a long way from actually providing them to the whole country yet because as a nation, I still believe that we are very um, reserved when it comes to when talking about mental health issues in India. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that is also the case in Taiwan. Like, people are not really talking about mental health. It is getting more and more attraction mm-hmm. these years, but I guess maybe we're we're having, like, similar cases. Like, people are not really paying too much attention to that, but maybe it could be one of the reasons uh-huh. that, like, cause these murders. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the times it's because of, our, like, the, the underlying aggression. A lot of the times it's because of unresolved issues because we, we aren't just ready to address the fact that we may have a problem because of our inconsiderate attitude towards mental health issues. So, um, I guess moving on to the last question kind of relates back to our previous questions. It's that, what do you think are some ways that could be used to deal with these criminals instead of, like, killing them? Uh, 
um, there are just so many ideas that I have, like, which I do probably put in theory, but I'm not sure if they might work practically. But I do have a few points. And actually, a few days ago, I was talking to my friends about this, just discussing. And we were just thinking that the government, is, while they are in jail, while they are serving time in jail, they could take necessary measures in the jail itself to prevent such behavior from occurring in the future. And also in psychology, we currently learned this aspect of psychology called corrective therapy, where the murderers are not brutally having to pay for their crimes, like, for example, crime or being shot in the head by with a gun. But they also understand their side. And no matter how irrational it may seem, they are accordingly treated with the necessary facilities in order to get them back into society without being a threat to it. So I just feel like there are a few corrective measures we can take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you would say that there are remedies that could um, kind of like correct these murderers' behaviors? Yeah, I mean, not extreme um, actions, but rather milder remedies. Okay, so like, so like through education, right? Yes. Yes, and also like understanding their point of view. I mean, of course, during such cases, it's not always, um, it doesn't really seem rational to understand, try and understand the killer's point of view, but just to gain a bit of insight, as I said earlier, on what they were thinking and mindset during the time of killing someone. I would say, um, understanding their motivations and like their point of view is like very important mm-hmm. and like it can prevent future events from happening I'd say because um like other people mm-hmm. would know why it happened so we can take preventative measures or like we know what aspect of mental health we will be aiming at right um so I guess like Basically, um, education is really a main part to preventing and stop people from doing this. And it should like start really early, like from childhood. And the government should definitely do more to care about its citizens uh, and everyone's like mm-hmm. well-being. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess this is it for the interview. Thank you again, Ahana, for coming on to our podcast today. Joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Ahana's podcast is Your Monday Mail, so remember to check out her podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank Thank you and bye. bye!